What? Wait, you're telling me that we have two episodes of Defying Gravity in one week? Uh, yeah, I'm telling you that. And it's not a soliloquy this time. It's not me going on a tangent for 15 minutes. I'm here with the one and only Sam. Sam, talk to me. Hi, Smith. Um, yeah. First off, I want to apologize to anyone I've lowballed in trades over the past two, three years, however long it's been. I think maybe two years in real life, 10 in game years. But yeah, I apologize. Um, not really, but I don't know. I feel like uh, there are some there are some trade offers out there where I, I could have valued um, your assets better. So I do apologize for that, but not really. You know, it's it's funny because when I first met you at mm-hmm. Trackman, I was like, oh, who's this guy? You know, he, he comes in all preppy, he dressed better than me. I'm like, no one's dressed better than me except Sam. And I'm like, who is this guy? To- then I come to know you, and obviously we're very good friends now. But we had this joke, and I don't know if we either made it at Trackman or at Saber Seminar, but it was one of the two, and it's – you know, whenever we become GMs or you become a GM and I become an agent or whatever it ends up being, you know, I'm looking forward to that day where I just get to curse the hell out of you over the phone because of some lowball offer you make. Oh, yeah. And little did we know that we'd actually be doing that in OTP. Yeah, to other people too. For, for <laughs> I feel yeah. like I feel like we were not liked as uh, when we were both Yankees, but um, yeah, you are you are the penultimate mercenary in MEB. Pippen, you know, you you are you're, you're you're as you told me earlier offline. You're the Scotty Pippen, eh? but um, you know it's. <laughs> I remember when Charles Barkley uh, had Scotty Pippen on the Rockets, and and he said something on his TNT segment one time where he goes, "Man, I didn't I didn't know Scotty Pippen was coming without Michael Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess I, you know, you, you you have not won a championship outside of New York, Sam. So that is you correct. Got to get there. You have you not won a championship there. without my presence in New York. However, that's true. Look, that is true. Kind that of feel like we might be on a collision course here, even though you are. I guess if we're going to quote Charles Barkley, you're the bus driver. I'm the bus rider. But you know, <laughs> we could we could both end up in the same spot, same location. Uh, that that is true. That is true. Charles Barkley um, could be one of the funniest people on planet Earth. Oh, he's he's incredible. He he's just die. it's just it just flows. If you're from San Antonio, I apologize, but yeah. oh. <laughs> those big old women in San Antonio. Oh, the churros <laughs> and everything. Good lord. The I sometimes I'm not I'm not. Or I guess in in the past I haven't been the biggest NBA fan just because of you know how you know ISO ball took over. But I feel like I feel like in these playoffs and perhaps the ones. The ones in the past, team basketball has kind of come back. There's, you know, my opinion, I was never more ever in Celtics Nets earlier, which was probably the no, I best I felt with Celtics and since I was a child. But it's uh, it's definitely been more palatable to watch. So that means more time with inside the NBA. Uh, those guys are great. Yeah. That, see, why don't we have the baseball equivalent of that yet? I think they're I think they're getting there. Um, I think they're who. Uh, who like who, who who like and and I know some people not perhaps not in this league I but I know there are other people that that think like Ben Verlander is that guy like no, I'm sorry no, I'm just not it's there. not necessarily the, the the personnel that they're pumping out right now but you know they're they're starting to get creative with the broadcast they're starting to mic players up yeah, more sure. and I think that you know micing the players up 
you know, as, as, as much as they're comfortable with is, is, is a great way to, is a great way to involve a younger fan base and kind of just not only involve a younger fan base, but perhaps a more intellectual version of just kind of see kind of what's going inside players' brains. I mean, I always say, you know, baseball is dull, only the dull minds. Yeah. Mike yeah. is a great start for that. Um, I think MLB Network, their coverage has gotten better over the years. Um, True. I mean, they, they still do have Chris Russo on their broadcast. Yeah, that's now. tough. That guy, and, and, and I think he's on ESPN now too. It's uh, yeah, it, it's like him and Stephen A. Smith or something like that. I mean, I, don't, I haven't watched ESPN on one show. I miss Stephen A. and Max. God. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't miss Max. I mean, Stephen A. is he's there for the, the comedic Max relief, has but... the easiest job in sports. All due respect. Yeah, he is paid to give the incorrect take and then just take heat for it and smile. I know. Like, I, I know. Sometimes that's I know. what I felt as your GM. Yeah, I mean, listen, we all know who did the mo- the most work. I mean, you were out there just taking all the glory and, and didn't really want to know the story. This is what I mean. This is what I mean about a toxic clubhouse, you know, like, like yeah, hey. exactly. I mean, you had to go with Pete. <laughs> um, but in any event, so um, we did actually have an outline if, for this podcast, if you can believe it. But you know, Sam has kind of had one of the more unique journeys. He's been in the midst of some of the more noteworthy clubs for entertainment and for success, I guess. So I I figured that Sam could talk a little bit about his journey, how he got into OTP, how he, you know, went through OTP. So, you know, I don't mean to spin zone on this um, for you early Smith, but why don't you tell the people how, how you got into this league? How I got, well, I mean, so I thought Ben did a really good job with the article he wrote on fan graphs, kind of it, explaining it because i mean if you remember it was not my idea to start this league it no, was you remember who texted you to get involved in this league it was you samuel that's so, that's so weird yeah i know and you're like hey i, got, I know a bunch of guys from driveline that are starting up this league driveline and, uh, that's the thing yeah. i don't even know who tipped me off to this thing i thought it was was it, it uh it might i don't think it i mean maybe it was but i could have oh. sworn it was one of spencer or spencer schneider what? yeah could be Someone, it was one. I thought it was. It might have been Anthony too. I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Everything in that in that time period, it feels like it's kind of weird. yeah. I it's it's such a it, it's kind of crazy to think that that's been a little more than two years now. Um, more it, it started in March of 2020, which is just really hard to fathom that yep, we've already gone through two years. Touched stuff. the microphones. That was that. Yeah. Unreal. I mean, I, I remember I had just gotten back from Florida. And I of just got back to Long Island, and you texted me, and I'm like, dude, I can't even think straight right now. Like, you know, I I had just driven like 24 hours. I drove three hours out of the way to drop my ex girlfriend off. Like, it was just it, it was, my my mind was so all over the place. And then you're just like, hey, you want to join this like online OTP league? And I wasn't even thinking straight. I just said, yeah, sure. I didn't really think about it. And then I realized it is literally your whole baby. I know. I know. Well, it's funny. I wasn't even supposed to be the commissioner to start with. It was supposed to be some combination of guys. And then if you remember, even when I started, I I was there just to run the league, but it was really Spencer and everyone else that was kind of really running the dynamics of the league, the looking through all the trades and coming up with the rules and stuff like that. So it, it was actually a very good collective effort. And then over time, I guess that I, I palpatined everyone and took all the power. I don't know about that. I don't honestly, 
in a in a weird twist of events, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. I, th- I thought you did a great job organizing everything, and I don't think that would have happened if it was a group of people doing that. Yeah. I think we need one person to just take charge and go. Nah, I appreciate it. You're you're too kind. That's why uh, that's why we're friends. Of course. Um, but in any event, so I mean, I had played in online leagues before this, so mm-hmm. I I did have some experience. I'd never run a league though, so this was my first time ever running a league, and the leagues I was partaking in before use stats plus and i knew that if i was to run a league that i would use stats plus and i knew what my previous leagues did right i knew what they didn't do right and i'm like i'm just gonna make it a little bit better um but honestly i think the most fascinating part about this is it's an industry league you know if you're not involved in the industry in some capacity if you're not with a college team if you're not with a a driveline equivalent or publication you're not permitted into this league so it really does bring some of the more um smart baseball minds out like it's very difficult to get a lopsided trade in this league now i mean i guess at the beginning when people didn't really know the dynamics behind the game it might have been a little bit easier but you just don't see that happen anymore at least nowhere near to the level all we got to do now to create a level playing field is limit the amount of international spending, but I'm sure we can still pass on that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Boy, it's going to be the death of me. Um, in any event, though. So, yeah, I mean, I had experience before, and I think that was certainly an advantage. But, um, you know, I think uh, the the playing field is absolutely leveled out. And how, I, how many I, did your old Braves team win? Was it four? I mean, I didn't win any. Well, so. Was it what was it? Was it three, four, five? What? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I I honestly don't remember. I want to say it was four, That's and then they four. lost in the fifth to. Oh man! Uh, yeah, they won four in a row, and then they lost in the fifth World Series in a row. Actually, no, it was the sixth World Series in a row. Who got it? Trying him? to see. I'm trying to see who won that. Is it Tyler? Oh, you know what? It was Tyler. God was Tyler. damn it! What a Tyler! God damn Shout it, Tyler. Sam! You're bringing, yeah, you're you're bringing up that sore wound again. <laughs> so the Braves actually made the World Series six years in a row. That's um, so because they lost. So they won four, right? Yes. So that means you set up. If we combine the real life Braves and the OTP Braves, you set up five World Series. Is that is that what you're saying? Oh, come on. Stop. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Not me, though. (laughs) Here's something really interesting, though. So the Braves over there, uh, however many years. And what's really cool is OTP does um, Pythag differences for years that go before this league began. So it goes all the way back to 1871. They do Pythag. It's a long time. The Hammers have a minus 213 pipe back difference okay. in that time span, which is the greatest of any team in baseball. Just a little fun fact as I'm you scrolling through the history. Everything, uh, yeah, but in any event, so, um, I mean, I think your, your career at MEB has kind of been interesting because you started with uh, the Brain Trust in Baltimore. Um, Kayvon... And Noah and yourself, and I think that was it, right? There wasn't anyone else. That was it. Yeah, you guys had a really interesting team there for a good three or four year stretch. Mm. Um, 
you started out really bad in 2020 with like 57 yeah. wins, but that was largely like just the team that was already in place. Uh, you were tanking for uh, Lido. You were tanking for, uh, yeah, for, for uh, yeah. Well, wasn't it for Kumar though? Um. Yeah. Until we saw his signing. <laughs> yeah. Until his signing bonus, and oh, then right. he like immediately yeah. tanked after that. Yeah. 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 You went. Whatever it was. You went from 57 wins in 2020 to 96 in 2021. Did we really do that? You did. And you made the playoffs. Jesus. And you weren't even in first place. Uh, Actually, no, no, no. You were in second place that year. The Red Sox beat you out by a couple of games. But uh, then you went 88 wins a year after that. Yep. You did not make the playoffs, funny enough. And yep. then the final two yep. years you were there, 92 wins and then 90 wins. And then uh, maybe those two years, we took the Braves to a game seven in the whole 2024. Day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I still that was a uh, that was a crazy game, if I recall correctly. That game we seven. Blew it in the eighth, three two, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You guys had the lead, and then you blew mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um. But so you know, that's kind of been my my take on you is that you know you're you're a guy that really has no patience for rebuilding. Is that largely the case or was that just how what you cave on and Noah all concluded was the right move in, in in terms of how we left the team or in terms of kind of the way we got there how you got there and i i mean i guess you, if you're comfortable with it you can go into yeah. why you why you left yeah i mean we can start with that i mean like you said this is a this is an industry league and you know some of the timelines that we're operating on did you know they do have to do with real life so when um when we eventually I guess disbanded um you know I was starting a new job Noah was looking Kayvon was in school he's still in school he's a brilliant kid um really enjoy talking to him he's gonna be a he's gonna be a star in the game someday I think um it was just we kind of timed it up where yeah we're gonna we're gonna go nuts and 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 see what happens um and we were game away um you know it's probably probably wasn't good for the health of the league. I, I, I appreciate Derek for eventually getting himself into the green there. Um, he did get into the green. That That's it, honestly it, an accomplishment. I don't know if he got over 500, maybe that's another 10 years, but we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for him. It's a great city, Baltimore, I think. Um, uh, probably not. You don't have to say that because you worked there. <laughs> I was in, yeah, so – originally it was, it was, it was Noah and I, we were, we were going to be coworkers. Like I said, everything's kind of, you know, mirrors real life a little bit. We were going to be coworkers um, for the Aberdeen short season team. Um, that is now no longer short season. That's crazy. It's gone that far. Yeah. Um, we're, we're 40 minor league teams less since, uh, since we started our online league. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Noah brought on Kayvon and, you know, we were, work, we were working our spreadsheets, whether that was, you know, free agent targets, international, um, international amateurs, domestic amateurs. And, you know, we were, we were looking for guys to, to fit the ballpark, to fit the team, whether, you know, positionally we were, we were trying to figure out kind of the best ways to, you know, where, do, where do we add value and, and, and how do we do that, whether it's a trade or not. Um, I forget kind of the state of the, of the, of the Orioles farm system um, when we started, but, you know, we made the most of it. I think the first trade I negotiated um, was with Texas I was going after all their all their international signings with Trey Mancini. I ended up, I think, netting I think it was Maximo Acosta who ended up getting us Bregman down the line. Um, one of the yeah, 
one of the trade webs I remember. Might, that might be. And Acosta actually is on pace for like six war right now. By yeah. Way. Yeah. Should have kept him though. So. Um, <laughs> Could have said that for a lot of players. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> we need a lot of trades. We did. Um, a lot of trades. Some were bad. I think the only time I got mad at Noah, I went after, I got, I think I got Brandon Marsh from the Angels, and he was okay for us, um, but we had a hole at second, and we went after Ryan McMahon, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, he was fine for us, two, three, or player, or whatever, um, but obviously Marsh went on to have a pretty good Rockies career, perhaps aided by altitude, perhaps not, I think he's a, he's a, he's a good hitter. Um, real life mm-hmm. folks be otherwise. Um, but no, we, we worked together pretty well. Um, you know, initially it was kind of a, you know, a transvert between the three of us all working together. Um, Noah eventually took over, um, for most, with most of the duties as, as, as real life kind of picked up for me. Um, and then, yeah, kind of once everything blew up, I moved to Florida, um, I think Noah's with, with the Mets now. And, and, and like I said, Kayvon's in, in school still. Um, so, you know, I would never count anything out, um, but it's probably not realistic. We end up all together back on an OTP team, but boy, I would, I'd love to see what we could do with a bigger budget. The memories. We'd probably, yeah. we'd probably run that one 50 million into the red too. The nostalgia. <laughs> um, but no, you know, I'm not necessarily impatient. Um, when I went to, when I went to join up with you, it was more, oh, this would be a, a great way to stay in, stay in touch with Smith, you know, be competitive, AL East, um, fun storyline to go to the dark side while also working for the Red Sox in, 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 in real life. But um, no, it was, uh, it was again, it's, it, it's mostly driven by real life connections, which I think is a really cool element of this league, you know, being able to yeah. uh, talk to Ben Clemens on Slack occasionally, being able to piss off Craig. <laughs> It's it's great, yeah. So some of it's warranted. Sometimes I say stupid shit, but I guess we all need. I, guess I mean, we have to roast Craig's trainer. You know, that's a good. Uh, that, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we were we we were talking about Cam. A- we were just talking about Cam Acres before we went live, and right. uh, Sam made the joke that um, you know the the Nationals should take heat from the Rams trainer who got Cam Acres back from a torn Achilles, well, ruptured Achilles actually. Yeah. Uh, in five months. Not a pretty yeah. injury. My my dad ruptured his Achilles and let it be known he was never a professional athlete. Um, but he, we were on a family vacation. It was, it was a, oh God, I, I'm not going to remember the year. Um, it, was, it was pre-COVID. We were biking and um, there was a car who pulled out in front of him and, <sighs> and pedal, the pedal got him. Um, oh, God. He immediately knew it. He was behind me. Um, in his defense, I, I didn't hear, I didn't hear any screech of pain, tough man. Um, but my mother, his wife, um, had quite the, uh, had quite the, uh, Photoshop photo shoot. Um, oh my dad on the um, there is a, there is a, I think the funniest picture I've, 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 I've got on my phone is my dad getting loaded into an ambulance and my mom flashing a peace sign as they, as they drive away in the middle of the fence. <laughs> He's good now. He was in a booth a little bit, um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's been on a bike since. I frankly don't really want to go on a bike since that. Um, but yeah, but yeah, knowing knowing what he went through, and and then you know, Cam Akers, five months. Are you kidding me? That's it's, just it's, insane. There's yeah. one thing to be a, a, a pro athlete, but I mean, to 
there's plenty of pro athletes who, you know, they need multiple years before their before their legs are on are under them again. So yeah. Props to Cam Akers, props to the Rams. That was a great Super Bowl run. I've Incredible. Got Detroit, we're all rooting for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I mean, Cam Akers is like a top seven or eight dynasty running back now. I mean, imagine at, at the time of his injury, he was like barely uh, top twenty four. But you know, because everyone thought like in the same way that Deontay Foreman yep. lost his career. Well, yep. then, I mean, he came back, but uh, there's plenty of other examples of guys who ruptured their Achilles, never were the same, and eventually fell off the face of the earth. So, yeah. I mean, it is incredible, but is. Uh, long story to, to come back to this league, we were making a joke about yeah. Craig's trainer. We were. Um, but in any event, so, you know, the next thing that I want to talk about um, is, you know, your transition to the Giants. You, you guys have overseen a couple of very good teams. You, you made the playoffs in your first year with the Giants, if I'm not mistaken, and then barely missed last year. But you've had winning records both years. Mm-hmm. And you actually have the best record in the National League, and you have the second best record in all of baseball. Uh, How did we get here? Well, I was talking about this with Pete, and again, real life, the reason I left, I mean, you can bury the hatchet if you want, but we'll probably never see the eye on it, Smith. The reason I ended up we won't. You're right. the Giants, yes, toxic clubhouse, yes, you know, we, we, we did what we, we wanted to accomplish there, but Pete is working a couple offices down from me. And so the very first interaction, I, I don't know if I've told you this, sir, the very first interaction I had with Pete, we all congratulate each other in our Slack channel, in our, in our OTP Slack channel. Um, when anyone, when anyone, you know, gets a promotion or a new job in baseball and um, Pete accepted an internship last year with the Worcester Red Sox, newly inaugurated, great, great ballpark. If you're in the new England area, I would highly recommend a visit. It's um, in your backyard, right? It is in my backyard, or it was um, before I moved down well, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Pete said accepted Worcester internship, and I don't have the. I, I asked him if he had the screenshot because it was a really funny Slack exchange where I I, I DM'd him. This is the first time I've talked to Peter because he he joined us, I believe, in twenty three or twenty four with the Giants. All I know yeah. is I traded you Palmares um, at that point, but I I, I slacked him. I was like, hey. Um, would love to talk a little bit more about your internship. And he goes, yeah, you know, call me anytime. If you need any advice or anything, you just let me know. I was like, Pete, buddy, you're, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm your manager. <laughs> he was, he was in, he, he, that's great. I don't know if you've met Pete, but he laughs everything off. He's got a great sense of humor. Um, but it was, yeah. a, it was a really, it was a really funny thing. And interestingly enough, I never got to meet Pete in person until instructionally this past October um, because he never was able to get down to our spring training because um, we sent him immediately to the alt site in Worcester. Um, but, you know, just, just getting to know Peter the last couple of years has been, has been, has been a boon. He's, he's awesome. Great, great person to talk to great person to watch sports with. And um, yeah, as much fun as, uh, as we had in, in, in New York winning championships, it's um, it's been fun to, create a uh, a pretty palatable product otp product with pete um, it's it's a good team man it's a good team it's um it's it's a good team that's come together much much quicker than uh than we anticipated we thought we would need to promote our two our two mics humphrey and and, and kemsky we need them to mesh a little bit but um 
You know, we've we, we've negotiated a couple trades. I think we traded McClanahan for for De La Torre, who had you know we had targeted him from from Cleveland for a while. Um, it turns out that one was uh, that one ended up really nice. We traded. Um, I mean, perfect fit for your ballpark. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what we were going with. Um, we wanted to really prioritize pitching and defense. Um, we were, you know, adding adding value at the margins wherever we could. Um, we made a couple shrewd moves there with um, with Deluca. He's going to give us hopefully thirty home runs pending an injury. Um, Caballero has been a um, a really nice bat to have. Um, Carlos Correa, we kind of we anticipated. Uh, can I, yeah, can I ask you respectfully? Of course. What what the hell are you doing with Carlos Correa at shortstop? Yeah, um, I mean, we give him a glove, give him a bat, he goes out there. Um, but you know, he's a great team leader. We, that's something we that's something we really value the chemistry both on the coaching staff and you know, in, in, in the twenty two version of OTP as well as um, well, you know what's going on in the locker room. We think that definitely plays a part. He's really great in that respect um you know we're not paying him that much we're not paying him you know to to go out and give us three four five war um at this point we want to play a service serviceable shortstop we, i mean we were we were looking uh we were looking to go for frankie lindor and, and and xander to play the position um but those were taken out of our budget range uh relatively relatively quickly i think he was taken out of 29 teams budgets right right so you know Pete, he's 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 Puerto Rican, so we we were going after the Puerto Rican shortstops, and lo and behold, Carlos Correa. And so, I mean, I think Correa is definitely like a good guy to have on your bench. I mean, heck, I had him on my bench last year, but I think it's interesting though because his defensive metrics have been quite poor, and you guys are second in defensive efficiency, and you guys probably would be first if you didn't have Correa there. I mean, I don't know. Top top three is top three. You know, we have a huge yeah. ballpark, um, which, you know, probably artificially suppresses our offensive numbers a little bit, but, you know, also having um, some of our, most of our prospects that we brought up um, were offensive minded. Ramos and, and, and Soto are the ones I'm referring to primarily. Um, but we really do prioritize outfield defense. Um, I don't know exactly which one, which of our pitchers, um, our, our fly ball pitchers, but that's definitely an ad for us. Something we look for just because of the, how big that outfield is. I think we go Deluke is a 75 and left. I think Drew Jones is a 80 in center. And then yeah, Helio Ramos um, is a guy we picked up. I believe it was from Texas last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we he's got been him very good. Year. He was paying a little bit yeah. in a team option this year. Um, he's really come on strong the last six to eight weeks. Um, yeah. And he's playing elite defense out in, out and right for us. So that's probably where we're getting the bulk of our defensive um, efficiency. I mean, Jaden Melendez is a very good defensive catcher. Yeah, no, we, we, we really wanted to prioritize those up the middle positions. Um, luckily, Mon- you know, one of our top prospects, Danny Ramos, switch hitting speed, great athlete, up the middle defense, um, bat to ball. Um, we're, we're extremely high on him. Unfortunately, I think he was hurt. I think he might be back now. Um, yeah, Luis Soto Whoa. came up as a center fielder, but had some had some interesting infield metrics. He ended up being a sixty five at first, and I think so. In in, in real life too, um, having a good defender at first base is extraordinarily important. Catcher of the infield. Um, so yeah, exactly. We, we, were, we were highly valuing that. Um, Mankata is a stellar defender at the corner and at first, and then we just went out and um, and, and negotiated the trade for for Bob Witt. 
um, who were who were really excited about. Um, okay, so let me ask you about that. Uh, two questions. The first one, talk us through that wit negotiation because uh, I think if Seth were to buy the jersey of a player and and cry if he ever got a signature, it might be Bobby Wood Jr. I, I really didn't anticipate. I didn't. I, I didn't realize there was a, a Twitter account with two thousand some followers that was that was following our league. Yeah, I know platinum sombrero. I'm like, who is this guy? And then I realized it's Seth. And I, I, oh. I didn't follow the account back for a while. Yeah, I don't, and I, don't, and I don't have a Twitter, so I don't. I'm not really in tune with that stuff. Well, yeah, it's really funny because I, I just had this platinum sombrero Twitter account like randomly following me and like posting yeah. about Bobby Witt. And then I saw a tweet a couple days ago where he goes, "I just traded Bobby Witt Jr." uh in my otp league in 2030 or or i gotta pull up the exact oh here's the tweet he goes um bobby, bobby wood jr has finally been traded from the otp royals in 2030 career right. war of 26 he was a legend and a leader i'm sobbing yeah yeah that was a really funny freaking tweet yeah. i didn't realize it sat that makes it even funnier to be honest but no peter and i yeah we are up in the middle okay i don't know who's listening to this but we probably should have been doing our job um, but we were up in the booth uh, doing trackman and kinetracks for one of our extended spring training inter-squad games. And we were in between innings, not during the game, in between innings. We were going through, um, you know, who was performing, who wasn't on a roster. And thankfully, our, you know, the, the former list was longer than the latter. And we singled out Tommy Hope as a guy um, who was underperforming a little bit, who would have a lot of trade value to other teams, given the fact he's, I think he's a 60, 65, um, under two years of service. Um, and that, you know, I, it, it's one of those inherent that you always want to deal from a position of strength and, you know, for long before I had gotten to the giants, Pete had been, you know, stock stockpiling really, really good young arms. Um, and so our, our thought process was, you know, we've got a shot this year, so let's go fill a weak position, um, with a position of strength because, you know, for that particular position of strength, we had a 50 current 75 potential prospect. Um, who was already ticked off because we called up his friend, Mike Humphrey, um, who's been performing really well. Um, I'm referring to, to Mike Kemsky, who we called up for to replace Hope in the rotation. And um, I don't think, if I go back to the slack, um, Seth wasn't too hot on him. Initially, he doesn't really fit his mold as a, um, you know, a two-plus inning, three-plus inning, let alone four-plus inning guy um, with more than two pitches. But, um, you know, we, we – <laughs> He, I think he sent a report. Um, he wanted a couple other prospects. There was, uh, you know, it was tough to tough to let Valise go. Um, he, we we really liked him. Um, we, we were we were a little light on on on, um, on infield prospects, but we had Juan Fonseca, um, who we had recently signed. Uh, I think the past couple, uh, one of the one of the past two international signing periods, who had a nice jump. So we were comfortable giving him away, and then um, we gave away um, Spec closer who probably fits Seth's type a little bit more, um, who is hopefully going to be for him an above average, an above average reliever. Um, but I thought it was interesting when you made your comment, it was a, what would you say a rare deal that was uh, mutually beneficial, good for both sides. Yes. How about that? It's nice. It's refreshing. I mean, because what is like, it's funny because he's got like a lot of like Evan Longoria to the giants vibes where oh, he nice. was elite. I mean, it, it's the Evan Longoria corollary. That's probably the name of the episode. But um, kind of like Pippin ain't easy though. And, okay, I'll, I'll, to 
to be decided. To All be right, decided. Fine. But in any event, like Bobby Witt Jr. was elite. I don't think he's elite anymore, but he's still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the bat's elite. not that good right now. It's not been good for eh, about a year and a half now. Like he was below average last year per WRC plus. Mm-hmm. And he's well below average defensively now, but obviously the defense is still elite, and right. I still think there's room for improvement, and he's got a long-term contract. I, so. think, I think he's got a good contract. We like that contract. There's some, there's some, um, there's a couple team options on there. It's affordable for us. Um, one thing, and I'll get back to Bob in a second, one thing I did not anticipate when I, when I hopped on over here with Pete was we had the, the 23rd um, ranked budget. I didn't think. Uh, yeah, I didn't think the Giants would. Uh, I thought they would be much higher. Um, but you know, we're working on that this year. We're, we're, we upped a few, we upped our ticket prices as our fan interest went up and our loyalty went up, and um, hopefully we can make some make some plays for some fish in the off season. Um, but yeah, Bob mm-hmm. Witt, um, elite defender, couple positions, couple really important positions for us. Um, you know the the, the contact. Uh, you know we 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 really do prioritize. The contact, you know, the hit tool and the gap power. Um, it's we still think it's above average. I think um, he underperformed the past couple of years. Um, that's that's obviously you know reflected in the numbers. Um, I don't anticipate him, you know, bumping back up to you know hitting 280, 127 OPS plus with five WAR. Um, but he's got a little bit more lineup protection now. Um, we're not asking him to do too much. Um, we're asking him to be an athlete, field his position. Um, and, and just add another element to our, to our lineup. Um, he allows us to move Mankata around a little bit, um, Correa around a little bit. Correa's got a couple positions he can play. Um, so really it, it adds a little bit everywhere, if that makes sense. So, you know, it's not going after a guy like Rob Hassel, who, who probably would have tanked our farm system. Um, it's more of, you know, who's that fit? Who's, where's the margin up the value in a bunch of different areas. And, you know, we had been going after Bob Witt for a while here, and um, you know, hopefully, he can get some some big hits for us down the stretch when we're in, hopefully knock on wood, barring a 2011 Red Sox collapse in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, so I personally think you could get Witt to learn second and move Moncada to third because I don't really think Moncada is a good defensive second baseman right now, but I think he can be a very good defensive third baseman. He, he is a, he is a really good defensive third baseman already. He, yeah, he has been. So, I mean, ha- have you guys thought about switching Wit and Moncada defensively? Um, yes. Yes, we have. Um, originally, I thought um, the plan was we're going to roll with Wit at short. We were going to roll with Correa at second and keep Moncada at third. But, you know, positional versatility is something um, we really value. And for Moncada, you know, He's not necessarily old. He's old in age, I guess. He's 35. Um, but the two, you know, he's, he's, he's still a 65 in terms of range on the infield. Um, so, right. we, you know, we're, we're experimenting here a little bit. Um, we, we gave ourselves a little bit of margin for error here. Um, and obviously, we're going to have Danny Ramos coming back, which is going to add another element to our, to our offense and defense. Um, so, yeah, we're just trying to maybe get him exposed there. Maybe he, you know clicks up to a 45 or even a 50 quickly, um, which would give us, you know, insurance in case one of the other infielders goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At our best, I'm not really sure what our infield is, and I'm, and I'm totally fine with that. Uh, we'll play it by matchup probably a little bit. 
Um, we're a little bit righty heavy right now, um, which is, which is going to be nice when we get Danny Ramos back, you can hit from both sides. Um, but yeah, I, I think the team is in a, is in a really good spot. You know, we can beat you in a, in a variety of different ways. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think you guys are one of the more surprising teams this year. I think even just based off what you said, you guys surprised yourselves a little bit. Yeah, I mean, people, and people forget, sorry to interrupt. People forget we lost, um, we lost a 70 arm this, this last off season, Andrew Pogue. Right. So he, he went down with that. Was it was a career-ending injury? I think it was a labrum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. He was. Uh, he was a promising guy, but yeah, yeah, he um, was. So you know, hope he's doing well in whatever endeavor he's pursuing now. <laughs> he's a special advisor to the GM for the Giants about that. Oh, um, but in any event, so I mean, you guys obviously have a really good pitching staff. You you guys have an entire rotation full of guys with a sub. 2-9 ERA, which is that just incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Mm. And so, I, I mean, I actually have you guys going into our next segment, the most surprising and disappointing teams this year. Sure. You guys are my number one most surprising team. Thanks. Just you. with the way that things have gone. Uh, and sure. then, especially in that division, too, to be five and a half out front just before the trade de- deadline is really impressive. So, yeah. Um, that's that's one of my surprising teams in a good way. The other team I would say that falls into that category is the Rangers. Yeah. Look, um, I think the Rangers were very unlucky last year, but even so, they were a, a well below average team. RJ finally had enough of that, and unlike the Marlins, he actually stuck around to see some of this team come through. Right. Because he's been spending the last four or five years developing this farm system developing young players and he's done a very good job of it and yes. complement that with a couple of trades that he's made, um, including I think most prominently Alex Bregman to a lesser extent, Joe Adele. Um, they, they have the pieces in place to win the division that we all thought was going to be between the athletics, the angels and, and maybe yeah, the Mariners. A, that's a really, I've got a bone to pick with um Santos, because I gave him a much better offer. I'm looking at this trade for right now. <laughs> I wanted that guy. Got yeah. power, defense, leader. I mean, free. I wanted him, please. Um, free, which is insane. Yeah, literally free. League. Um, I gave him a much better offer than that. Whatever, Santos. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk off there. But yeah, yeah, that sounds about right, though, and, for Santos. And, and he, um, he's been a great person to deal with. Um, we've, we've traded for a while, so. Yeah, more more power to the Rangers. Um, they're great. Yeah, yeah, and they got a lot of young guys coming up as well. They had, um, they still might have one of. Yeah, they still have a top six farm system. They just called up the number one prospect in baseball, Dave Cashman. I mean, look, I don't think Cashman's ready to be a starter. It sounds like they're going to use him as a starter now yeah. that he's been called up. Uh, that that first start was pretty bad. Yeah, I still think he's only got two pitches to go with. I, I wouldn't even consider the change up a half grade pitch at this point. It's like a three. So I think he's actually better off being used in the bullpen, but I mean, even so there's been a couple guys in our league who have, who have succeeded with two pitches. Haven't there? Forget the guys yeah. Game. I mean like you can count on your hand, those guys though. I feel like. Sure. But who was that guy in Texas? He's with the Benasco? Dodgers now. It was Benasco? Ricky. Yeah. Ricky Benasco. Benasco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like that's one guy, but I, I, I generally think you need to have no more than the 
changeups. Just I know, like I normal. With, with with Venasco, I mean, 20 changeup. There, there, there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's 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 insane. Let me look at yeah. the really quickly. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, still, uh, so, you know, at least he can flash that thing. Um, yeah. I know. I, I just. If I, were, if I were him, if I were RJ, I don't. I don't know if that. I don't know if he was ready just quite yet. I get your. I, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of development that that, that needs to happen here. I, I'm cool with yeah. calling up a position player a little early. Um, pitchers not so much. But hey, you know what? He's in first place. So you know what? Like he was okay in AAA, and he was really good in Double yeah. A and High A. I mean, so I mean, he started the year in High A, so I mean, he shot up. But just, just thinking about it now. When we called up Mike Humphrey, he had a seven six in uh, in AAA, and now he's on pace to go three WAR for us. Obviously, it's pitching, so WAR. Uh, that's the that's Pete, that, but that's I mean, the pitch, Pacific Coast leaf for you, man. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But you know, ERA plus of one fifty seven. Yeah, Scott back Cape for nine over ten, walks below four, home runs yeah. under one. I mean, showed a lot of poise for 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 a rookie. You're, you're a good man, Mike. I mean, it's funny because Cashman to me kind of looks like uh, I guess not a perfect equivalent, but if you almost use him in the Joan Duran mold in real life, where he's a multi-inning reliever, he's got an eight-grade pitch, another really good one on top of that. Have you seen him pitch in real life yet? I have. I have him in a score sheet league. It's just, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's a. I, chef's I, kiss. We, we play the we play the twins a good bit. Um, battle for Fort Myers, and wow, <laughs> yeah, <I've> never. <laughs> I mean, the amount of movement, the amount of time it has to move, it's Oof. just nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. I don't know if um, it start, but that could be a multi-inning weapon out of the bullpen in, in the mold. It's a state. splinker, I think they call it. Yeah, it's a little little weird, but whatever it is, it's freaking freaking gross. Yeah, it's disgusting, but. I mean, I think Cashman would actually be perfect in that role because the fastball is an eight. I mean, I really don't know many starters that have an eight-grade fastball. So, I mean, if he ever gets to that point, I mean, watch out. He's yeah. just I just in conversation for the best. Right now. Yeah, he's not a starter. That's what I'm saying is like I think he's probably better off being I would have either reliever, kept him in, but... in AAA for a little bit to develop. But, again, he's, he's in contention. He's in first place. Maybe yeah. I probably would – if I were to call him up, I would probably would have put him in the, in, in the bullpen. But – um. I'm not going to question RJ at the moment, given his given his track record and his current record. So more. Yeah, to- yeah. I mean, he's got some money to spend too. So I mean, you could definitely see him be active at the deadline. But right. it is a uh, for me the most surprising team. Sure. Who besides you is the most surprising team? Would it be the Rangers or some other team? The Rangers were definitely up there when um when we did this. You know, it. it I don't. I don't want to rail on Atlanta. Um. But I thought, you know, I thought Jared was going to, you know, take over that division. Um, he still could. There's a lot of baseball left and yeah. a lot of, you know, elite records in there. Um, yeah. He lost Ferguson. Marte's good. Marte if, might be out for a while. You if, know. if you look around the league, like I expect you, expect to a lesser extent Tyler, expect Boyd. Um, I don't I don't think the White Sox did enough. But no. They haven't really been in tune with what they've been doing. You know the Cardinals are going to be good. They're set up for. I, I mean, have you seen that division? It's it's something. It's. I mean, the yeah. second place team is six games under five hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Yeah, you know, it gets to beat up on bad opponents, but you can't really control yeah. who you play. Oh wait, balance schedule. Um, <laughs> that that was cold. That was this, cold. Sorry. This, I mean, Parada's 
beautiful. Yeah, Parada's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. He's yeah. a future giant. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> the rotation is a little light. Um, again, though, like you said, if you look at the other teams, if the Cardinals team, if they're not in first, that's tough. Um, you know, I, thought, just, I mean, like they literally have a four gonna, grade pitcher yeah. in their rotation right now. I mean, I know they're dealing with some injuries. They don't have Alex Santos in right now, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment on, on anyone in the NL West division to avoid yeah. any, any sort of <laughs> baseball karma. Sure. Um, but I definitely expected going into the year, a three headed race to the end. So, so yeah. that. I hope we don't, I hope it's uh, I hope we end up, you know, staying hot here. I think we're, We've had two five and one sims in a row going into the All Star break. I think our, our our town's pretty happy. Weather in San Francisco is beautiful. Um, Prices are a little high. It's a little expensive. Yeah, that's the case. To live there, but whatever. Yeah, I guess that's every city in in baseball. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we're done with moves yet. Um, this team looks pretty complete to me. Um, but but you know, Peter and I, you know, we pride ourselves on creativity. Um, so. Who knows? We'll see what uh see what happens in the coming days. And now, who's been the most disappointing team for you compared to preseason expectations? Well, I, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of where the that's kind of where the hammers came in after they stole all of our friggin' shortstops. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they should be better, I, but I, really I, I don't agree. know if they're the number one disappointment for me. You know, I thought I thought Toronto had a little bit more a little bit more juice in their tank. I mean, I know they had a uh, had a big signing with with Vlad. They resigned him. Um, they went after Chapman. Is that correct? I believe they did. Yes, they signed him, and he's hitting. He's currently hitting one sixty three, two sixty one, three sixty one. Yeah, I mean, not great. Yeah, <laughs> but one sixty three isn't isn't good. I don't care that average is outdated nowadays. It's not good. No. So I mean, he's got a 188 batting average on balls in play. That's, yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's that's tough. I don't know. They seem to be top heavy in both the lineup and the rotation in, in that division. I mean, shoot, I wish Tyler could keep it within you know five to ten games for the for the stretch run here. Um, but it looks like you're going to end up running away with it. I'm jinxing you, but whatever. Um, I'm used I, to it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's a couple uh, West Coast teams. California, I thought they were super good on paper. We had a we had a couple of trade talks with them that that didn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially after getting Hassel, I'm was, like, that's it, that's it. I was really surprised. Um, Oakland wants to sell. I think their team is tremendous. I think you know if you're in the they're four games up on a on a wild card spot here, like go for it, man. Yeah. You got the guys. I know I mean, that that's just yeah. I mean that's pretty I, that that's Chris for you. <laughs> I just I just introduced myself to to Yuki Hiko Suzuki again. Yeah. My goodness, that I mean it's going to projected for over eight war. I mean literally the only Lord. player I, I would trade Ruben Soto for. You mean you wouldn't trade him for Carlos Correa? <laughs> we'll throw uh, in we'll some cash in a player name later. Yeah, I mean, when Chris made that post about I was a offering uh, deals to other teams, if you give a bad offer, I, I thought that might have been the, the trade he was referring to, to <laughs> you offering Correa. But I, he said the AL East, and I'm like, wait a minute. I haven't even talked to you. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, but in any event, I, I guess he's being proactive. People are just scared to trade, scared to trade with you. 
Well, if you're scared, then uh, scared money don't make no money, in the wise words of Meek Mill. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, profit that guy is. Yeah. Uh, God bless. Um, in any event, though, I, I do have to go with the uh, Angels here. I mean, yeah. it is a huge disappointment. And is Reiki Baroa is probably the biggest oh. disappointment in all of baseball. Old, old Yankee. Yeah. He's, been, he's just been awful. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know what happened. Um, Daniel Gosselin was okay for this team. He signed in the offseason with the Rangers and is, well, having a Daniel Gosselin type of year. But like 20 um, Jesus, $20 million. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. For one year. Uh, no, actually, no, no. He's It's for three years, but it's got vesting options. Yeah, we'll see. He's being paid like the best reliever in baseball, which I can – I'm reliably told is not the best reliever the in baseball is on our team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, Jeff Richardson from that Israeli Borough trade is probably the most valuable asset in the deal at this point. Um, but, I mean, even he's fragile, so – it's like I guess slightly leaning me, but I think both teams would be okay not doing that deal in hindsight. But I mean, yeah, the the good thing about the Angels, they do have like I talked about on the podcast before. This one, they have Nolan Arenado, Robert Hassel, Nolan yep. Arenado, Robert Hassel. Just yep. say those names five times over. Those are the two guys everyone's paying attention to. Really good ball players. We wanted Nolan. Shadon, Shaden, Shodon, PV House is another name to keep an eye on. Zach Kristofik. I actually think PV House is the better reliever, even though Kristofik has been better this year. Um, they got Shane Bieber in their pen. Yeah. I mean, Shane Bieber has actually started a few games. He started a game against us, uh, uh, if I recall correctly. I mean, he's actually in a fun. If you didn't have, uh, if you didn't have your rotation filled out, that. That would be the kind of guy I would expect you guys to go after. I but. feel like he wasn't. Isn't he a medical miracle too? Didn't he have a bunch? Yeah, of he. I did. don't remember exactly what happened injuries. to the guy, but I remember him yeah. going out for Lord knows how long, and then doing it again. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean they had Jack Flaherty. They traded him this off season, right. so. Oh, yeah, he's Flaherty's doing okay. He's doing okay. I mean, he's hanging. He's hanging around, which I, I guess is something in this league. But I mean, he's getting hanging around good enough for thirty-three million a year. I'd love to be Jack Flaherty. Love yeah, to be a I fraction know. of Jack. Flaherty. I'd love to be his picky finger. Yeah, I know. Man. I know. You had some. Um, you had some over unders for me. I did, and let's just run through this quickly because I know we're already over there. Forty-five minute. The well, Sox played eight o'clock here. Well, the Yankees are already playing. I think they're up one nothing. If I oh, they're not losing the Orioles tonight. Not yet. Uh, they're winning one nothing on Anthony Rizzo home run. First home run since the month of April. He had ten home runs in April, zero in May. So that's good. Man, yeah. what a great guy! Really All right, so can you tell me who is the league leader in home runs right now? Right now, yes. are we talking OTP? In in yes, in our league. League leader, uh, couldn't tell it's you. Not who you think. Um, it's uh, here's a hint. He, he's a current Yankee in real life. Yankee in real life. I was shocked. There's to see no this. way you just said it. Is it um the way you said that with such angst? I'm going to go with Gallo. <laughs> it is Joey Gallo. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, Joey Gallo is the league leader in home runs. Joey Gallo has 33 home runs. What's he? What's Nolan, he batting? Uh, let's see. He's hitting 201. All right, Joe. You know, he's got a 
Um, basically a three thirty-two on base percentage. Wait a minute. I remember going after Joe a couple years ago. I think I wanted to take a look at him. He um, went unsigned for like two years. Um, wasn't he? Wasn't he um, already wrecked at that? Point? Yes. Yes. So he is me, wrecked. You're telling me he legally he's, a, he's playing in Cincinnati though. So the old that's that's absolutely part of it but i mean hey all power to brandon that's a for how bad that team is why not give joey gallo a shot and maybe you flip them passes and seats yeah exactly but he's the league leader with 33 home runs no they're not a second with 31 devin kolovos in third with 30 um who is the shout out um in any event, though, so an over-under on Joey Gallo. He's on pace for 55 home runs this year. Over-under, Joey Gallo, 54 and a half home runs this year. Um, I don't know. I mean, let's see. Since he – probably a trade can. I'm going to go he gets traded to a team with a bigger ballpark, and I'm going to take – I'm going to take under 45. Under forty five. Okay, so you're you're well below his home run projection. Right I now. think he's either going to get hurt or he's going to go to a big ballpark and become a platoon guy with a, with a contending team, something like that. I don't know. Let's let's think about this then. Okay. If he does not get traded, does he hit that fifty five home run mark? Under. Interesting. Okay. So regardless, you're under. Okay. All or right. He's going to lose it. He's going to run out of gas. Very real possibility. <laughs> um. All right, second one here. Um, the Giants are currently on pace for 110 wins. Mm-hmm. Sam, over under the Giants, 109 and a half wins on the season. You know, I'm going to go under. Um, I'm going to go under. I don't right. tell you what. If you include the playoffs, I'll take the over. Um, in fact, I'll take the All over. All right, well, you know, on that, but it doesn't count. I don't, I don't really, I mean, I don't. Regular season, regular season. I want, I want the division. Um, I think we're going to win the division. I don't care how many wins it takes. Um, I don't want to place unrealistic expectations on our team. I don't want to go after one sixteen. Um, I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to, okay. you know, under under one ten. The fact that we put ourselves in that position is a testament to the team front office on down. Yeah, yeah, very very humble, very humble. Um, I yeah, I'll go under too, but I mean, like it's a it's a good team. I'll take, I just, I'll take I, under I'll take under 109 and half of the Yankees too. By the way, I mean you should take just based off mathematics. You should take the under on any team that is Correct. going 109 and a half Correct. over yeah, under. Um, yes. All right, so we're a little bit over 45. Not too bad though. So this was good. This was very good, and you guys do have something to look forward to. Sam, Pete, and I will be doing an in-person podcast. When I'm in Fort Myers with the gang, I'm there for a whole week. Yes, it will be around the time of the World Series. Yes. Um, We will do live podcasts. We are on pace for a Dick Sacker playoff, if you can believe it. Oh, my. Um, Which is kind of incredible. Yeah. And on top of that, um, yeah, we are on pace for the lowest amount of DFA errors in any season since we've been tracking it, which is kind of incredible. That is fantastic. Hats off to everybody who makes Smith's life both difficult and easy. Yes, exactly. So thank you, everyone. But uh, I'm going down to Fort Myers to be with Sam in about a week. God's and a half, two weeks. Yes. Average age, 72. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Just it down. Take the under. 
Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do, I'm going to be doing some scouting when I'm down there, just hanging around. So it's going to be fun. We'll, we'll do some podcasts. I'm going to make sure all of our players uh, are not wearing names on their jerseys just to make your life more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I told Jared, uh, and Craig that I'm going down to, to Florida. I'm going to be mm. getting like a bunch of Florida coverage and they're like, all right, well, who do you know? I'm like, don't worry. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> and you know, a guy, you know, this guy, you know, this guy. So it shouldn't be a surprise, but um sam that'll do it for this episode thank you very much for hopping on kind of last minute notice but uh we will see each other in a couple of weeks in person literally but uh always good talking to you my friend likewise that'll do it for this episode of defying gravity we'll see you guys next time